Yo, welcome to the Fantasy Fixers Podcast. I am your host, Winston Wolf. And this is the week three recap, along with the waiver wire pickups for the week. Uh, now, before we get started, if you're not following the Facebook page, Facebook page, the Fantasy Fixers, go and do that now, where we set up a couple leagues, we answer questions, and it's basically a counseling session for anybody who has a fantasy football team. All right, let's get straight into it. You know how I roll. No fluff, straight into the games. Uh, the first game on the docket, we got to talk about the Rams versus the Bucks, in which it was 34 to 24. Uh, get somebody in your life that's excited about you winning like Sean McVay is about the Rams winning at halftime. If you haven't seen it, you should take a peek. They are 39-0 in winning at halftime. That is an insane stat. And then I understood why he was jumping all around. He was like, oh, we already won. I didn't understand if he knew. It's four quarters in a game there, uh, Sean. But uh, they beat up on the Bucks. The Bucks look normal. Um, Matt Stafford looked good. Cooper Cup. He's a 30-point guy every week. He's just he's just always open. I don't see if there's any difference between Robert Woods and Van Jefferson. They're going to be a scary start every week. Um, Higby looked good. I think he came away with like 15 PPR points. Uh, Sony Michelle had a surprising 20 carries, but it equals to nothing when you're playing against the Bucks. I told you, CMC and Kamara don't even run on this team, so forget about it. But this looks hopeful for you having a Sony Michelle as a backup if Henderson misses another game. Uh, the Bucks, uh, Tom Brady led this team in rushing yards. I don't know if that's ever happened in the history of Tom Brady. Not even in Little League did he ever lead his team in rushing yards with 14 yards. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones, uh, I think they're at competition of who can play the worst. Um, they're not startable at all. Gio Bernard, I think he had 9 of 10 catches on 10 targets. Uh, but I think he got hurt at the end of that game. So monitor that. And uh, I wouldn't pick him up on the waiver wire. I would wait to see if I could add him after the waiver wire goes through Tuesday morning, Wednesday morning. Tom Brady's bounce back game will be next week against the Pats. The line on that game is minus six. I think the odd makers are crazy. Uh, Tom is going to be about as mad as a dad busting through the room of his daughter by interrupting her twerk TikTok video. He's going to go for 80. He's going to f- go full-on Golden State Warriors against his team. Start up all your 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 books. This is going to get out of hand. Trust me. Next up is the Chargers beating the Chiefs 30-24. to And the Chiefs are the last in their division. As crazy as that sounds, I don't think I have ever would ever say that in the past three years. But that's what's happening right now. Uh, the Chargers head coach, Brandon Staley, he gets the you-need-some-bigger-underwear award. Because they call him fourth and nine. That took real bravery, but he did it. Um, Justin Herbert, he has complete faith and trust in him, and he's a superstar in the making. Uh, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams' best duo in football right now. Uh, Mike Williams, this is what they thought they were drafting. He looked amazing in college, and he was a matchup nightmare in college. So this is what they thought they were getting. He's healthy. He's a 20-point guy game. As crazy as that seemed, I think he's the best draft pickup because no one expected this. Eckler is catching everything that's thrown to him. He's a 20-point guy as well. Start up all your all your chargers. As far as the Chiefs go, uh, don't panic. Tyreek is with back-to-back average games. What teams are basically doing is bracketing him. We're not giving up the big play. Uh, if you got a team that just went 0-3 and they got Tyreek, I would try to do the two-for-one deal because he's going to go crazy here soon. It's only so long you can contain a guy this good and this talented. Uh, C.H. finally Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He finally came away with 100 yards on the ground. Uh, he was a winner for last week. Um, 
it was good to see. I, I still don't trust it, but you have to start him. You can't tra- – I would try to trade him, actually. Right after this game, having a big game, this is the time that you trade that guy. Because if not, he's going to go back to what he's been the entire year, which is only, we only have a three-game sample size, but he just doesn't look like he runs well. He's great out the backfield, but they don't use him out the backfield, which is crazy. Why did y'all draft this guy knowing he's not like a, a runner like Jonathan Taylor? You got him in pass catch. But that's not what he's using them for. So I don't even get his role right now. But say the course with the Chiefs, they'll bounce back. They always do. All right, the Titans beat up on the Colts 25-16. to 16. Um, Did you see Carson Wentz? Oh, man, he looked like a baby giraffe that was born 10 minutes ago. Where they don't never have feet, that's what he looked like. He was just hobbling the whole time. I felt bad for Jacob Eason as their backup. I'm like, man, you, you got this guy rolling out here, and he has two bum ankles, and you think you still have a better chance than me? A high ankle sprain is a four- to six-week injury. I don't. I, somebody needs to step in and say, hey, Carson, we can't play you, man. You look bad. We just have to go 0-3. Somebody has to step in and be the bad guy. Come on, Frank Wright, step in there. Uh, Naeem Hines, he destroyed your bench. Or the waiver. Um, pick him up. They paid him $20 million for a reason. He is going to be this. His next game, he's he's actually, I think he's going to have another good game. Considering Quentin Nelson got hurt, so they're not going to be able to run the ball as well. And Carson Wentz has to get the ball out in a hurry. He He's afraid to get hit at this point. So a lot of the balls, he was just throwing to the ground just to not get hit. So if he starts again, I, I'm having faith in Naeem Hines this week. But this is what he is. He's an off-and-on player. I don't know why they play him like this. Like, the week before last, they gave him, like, two carries. And I think two catches. He can be the James White type of player if they give him. They pay. That's why they paid him. You have to follow the money. I followed the money. Like, hey, I said it before the season started. Naeem Hines, he got $20 million. They're going to use him. And then they go to their old tricks where they use him every other game. I don't understand it, but as long as Wentz is hobbled, you can expect Naeem Hines to have a good game. Over the past first and second week, Tannehill was the QB 24 both weeks. He wasn't startable. Um, he's back. Uh, 18 for 27, 197 yards and three touchdowns. But A.J. Brown goes down with a hamstring. So who do they throw to other than Julio? Julio is a must-start at this point. You don't have a choice. Um, but the, at least Tannehill looked better. Henry, he, if he catches the ball – I don't know what's the thing about head coaches not understanding that Alabama coaches, Alabama coaches, Alabama players can catch the ball. Derrick Henry, Josh Jacobs, Damian Harris, they should all be getting five catches a game. They all can catch and are great in space. But I don't know who put out the word that, hey, these guys can't catch. They're just good runners. No, pass these guys the ball. If Henry comes away with four or five catches a game, I said it before, he would be the number one running back. That's the only thing that separates him from the top other two. Another two are hurt right now. All right, the next game on the docket is between the Saints and the Pats. 28-13, the Saints defeated them. Uh, I wasn't expecting Kamara to have, have a good game just because Bill has been notorious for taking away your best player. That's what he does, but that's what he wasn't able to do right now. This is a bad team, uh, this Patriots team. They're just... I don't want to say dysfunctional. They don't know their identity. That's what it seems like. They don't know if they – they know they need to be a running team. But even still, uh, Mac Jones looked like the best rookie QB right now, as scary as that sounds, because all of them have looked awful. I guess I'll be talking about Justin Fields in this few. Uh, that's going to be a terrible segment. Um, 
Jacoby Myers came away with 14 targets. He's probably the only guy to add at this point. Somebody has to catch the ball. Uh, you can't start Damian Harris next week. They play the they play the Bucks. The Bucks are coming to town. You have to sit him by all means. Even those twenty carries, they'll equal up to forty yards. That's about what you're gonna get. He has to come away to t- with a touchdown. If you trust him to get a touchdown, you can start him. If not, sit him. Go get Cordarrelle. Cordero Patterson. Speaking of Cordarrelle Patterson, uh, he is the MVP of the Atlanta Falcons offense. All right, I'm back from barfing. I just had to take a break real quick. And I had to say that because I don't think I'll, I've ever said that, and I don't know if I ever will after this season, which is strange to say because they have Calvin Ridley and they picked the tight end in the first round that they're not utilizing. Told you don't pick up a, a rookie tight end. They never fare well in their rookie season. They're just average. He's no different than any other tight end. Higby. Uh, Fairmouth, you you pick one. They're they're the same guys. I don't see a breakout happening. And you, honestly, tight ends are so bad. You 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 have to start him. Like even with him getting ten points, that's that's a plus with, with the state of the tight ends right now. Or Cordero Patterson, he is man. I don't want to say it. He's a must start right now. He's their best option. All right, coming to the stage of fantasy football relevancy. He's the man who needs no introduction. He's 5'11", 232. He's a heartthrob. He has legs like a Clydesdale on the Budweiser commercial. Saquon Barkley! Man, it's good to see him back just doing okay. The running game didn't look good, but he did catch a couple, like seven catches. That's what you need from Saquon because they're not going to be able to run the ball. This, this offensive line is abysmal. But it was good to see him look good. And he got 85% of the snaps. That's what you want. Volume is king. I thought he wouldn't come around to about week five or six. I thought it would take some time. But that if he's on the field 90% of the time, he's going to have a 15-point game. He just has to if he's on the field that much. Shepard and Slayton left this game with hamstring injury. So uh, I'm going to whisper this. Go and get Evan Ingram, but don't start him. It's a scary start. I wouldn't want to start him immediately just because of how he looked last week. I think he only had two catches. But somebody has to catch the ball, so you're going to have to pick him up because I actually started uh, Jonu Smith last week. Whew. I think it was one or two points. Man, I had to I had to skate through that matchup. All right, the Cards beat up on the Jags, 31-19. And Arizona said, uh, I see you there, Justin Tucker. And I raise you. 68-yard field goal. Touchdown the other way. What are you guys thinking? I know Prater has a big leg, but come on. 68 yards? Chill. Jay Green is back from the grave like uh, the Undertaker. Man, he, he should be in the waiver wire section, but I'm scared to pick him up, but he's playing just as much as DeAndre Hopkins. Rondé Moore, he was, he was a bad pickup. His snaps went down again, so you – you honestly have to roll with A.J. Moore if you just have to have a guy and plug him in. I just don't want to trust it because I've seen what he was in Cincinnati. And now he's with DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Edmonds catching balls out the backfield. Like, this, they share the ball. It goes around. Um, Hopkins, he, he looks a little hobble. I actually had to tell the guy to start Marvin Jones over him. Ugh, felt gross. But I, I think he he's just not, and he you got to wait till he gets healthy. So you're gonna have to start uh, DeAndre, 
you're going to get seven, eight points until they have, like, I don't even know when the bye week is. That's probably when you'll get back to normal, but there's such a good offense that you have to plug him in. Uh, James Conner came away with two touchdowns. Good luck with that. Because if he doesn't have a touchdown, you're looking at 11 carries, 50 yards, tops. So five points. Edmonds is going to be solid. Uh, as long as he comes away with four to five catches, he'll have a 12-point day. Uh, Christian Kirk went for 7-104. Uh, pick him back up off the waiver wire, or he probably destroyed your bench. Because he's a scary start, just because he's going to go back and forth. Back, back, forth and forth. Speaking of guys who had destroyed your bench, uh, James Robson came away with 25 PPR points. I still don't trust it, because he's only played 59% of the snaps, and I don't know why. Carlos Hyde played 34. Goomba Wale played the rest. I just wanted to say that name, but Goomba Wale. You have to do something courageous when that's your last name. Um, Trevor Lawrence, he looks terrible. He threw a flea flicker pick six. I've never said that. Uh, he looks like what I imagine uh, Al Bundy played like, over-exaggerating, but no one has the footage. And then you see him like, I, I watched you. That was awful. You're not as good as what you're exaggerating your game to be. He looks terrible in this just crank up every defense that's playing against them. As bad as it looks on the optics for uh, Trevor Lawrence, he does trust uh, Marvin Jones. Uh, he came away with six for 62. Uh, he gets like nine, ten targets a game, and that's all you can depend on. Like, you don't want to – DJ Chark, he went three for 49. I think he had six targets, but you're banking on a long touchdown for him to be relevant. So, stay away. Just play Marvin Jones and James Robinson. I think he's going to disappoint until he gets around the 80 percentile of snaps. Why they, why they're giving Carlos Hyde so many carries is beyond me. All right, I'll, I'll be remiss if I don't mention the Packers versus the 49ers, which the Packers won 30 to 28. I think it's pretty cool when you you see a Packers fan on TikTok and he's in a stand saying, "That's too much time." If you give Aaron Rodgers anything around 30 seconds. He has a good chance of winning the actual football game. Um, Devontae Adams is the reason why he's the number one wide receiver, even though Cup is right now, but that's another argument. Uh, that was the quickest uh, concussion protocol I've ever seen. If I if that wasn't a concussion, I've never seen one in my life. Um, but I commend the Packers for uh, having Stevie Wonder as their concussion protocol manager because it, it works, obviously. All right, the 49ers hate Trey Sermon. Don't start him. The touchdown saved him. But when I seen Roger Craig and Ricky Waters get a couple carries, I was like, oh, they really don't like him. Uh, which is crazy because Kyle Juszczyk is trending in your waivers. I don't think I've ever said that. I don't think anyone has ever started Kyle Juszczyk, but he's trending. So put Trey Sermon. You can, I would even dump him. I don't even want him on my team because over the course of history through uh, uh, that revolves around Shanahan's running game from – Alfred Morris, uh, Arian Foster, uh, Devontae Freeman, uh, Mostert. These guys get 15 to 17 carries carries every game. It's not in question. But they were afraid to give Trey Sermon the ball. And he just doesn't – You in, in order to play in a Shanahan offense as a running back, you have to look like you just got shot out of a cannon at a, a Barnum and Bailey circus. And he just doesn't look like he has that burst. So he can't be trusted in this offense. I would wait for Elijah Mitchell to come back and hope that he gets to 15 to 17 carries. 
Oh, without further ado, this is why you're here. The waiver wire pickups of the week. Coming in at number one is Chuba Hubbard. He is the heir apparent of CMC. Uh, he's 26% owned. Go get him. They didn't want to put CMC on the IR, but it's, it was in question. So that means he at least misses two games, if not three or more. Uh, they didn't want to put him on the IR last year either. And you just want to let him sit, let him rest and get healthy because you're going to want him for the rest of the fantasy season. Trust me. Um, but Chuba Hubbard did get 80% of the carries. Uh, Royce Freeman, he had like 10%. So don't even worry about him. Uh, Chuba came away with 52 yards on 11 carries, and he caught three balls on, I think, four targets, if I'm not mistaken. He's the number one ad. Go and get him first. Coming in at number two is Tim Patrick of the Denver Broncos. He is 23% owned. You can actually probably pick him up after the waiver wire is cleared because it's not a sexy pick. People don't know about him. But he's the only constant guy in the Denver's offense. He scored double digits in every single game. He came away with a touchdown in week one and week two. In week three, he came away with 98 yards. He is the constant guy in this offense. Go get him after the waiver's cleared. Nobody's going to pick him up. He's not a sexy pick. But he is the best guy to own as far as a receiver in the Denver offense. All right, coming in at number two is Emmanuel Sanders of the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, it feels and sounds gross. He went for five for 94 and two tuds. Uh, Sanders had 14 targets over the first two weeks, and uh, he's 10th in air yard. So uh, they had to start connecting at some point. And you got to think, Stefan Diggs is so much attention that Manuel Sanders is going to beat your second and third cornerback, you know. Uh, so he's the next on the list, and it, it doesn't feel good. I, this might actually be another one to add after waivers have cleared. Just because you still got to think Cole Beasley is going to get his targets as well. He's, he's going to get – eight to ten targets every game. And I don't know if they can support four guys because Daniel – no, Dawson Knox is another guy to watch out for. He's had double digits every single week. I think we can smang both of these guys, smash and bang, both of these guys into the waiver order some kind of way because, you know, the tight end landscape is awful right now. So if you can get eight, eight points out of a tight end, you have to take it. Dawson Knox can be added to this. But we had some some sexy picks last week that were awful in K.J. Osborne and Rondell Moore. Uh, both of them guys played like 30, 20 and 30% of the snaps. Uh, it felt gross afterwards. It, it felt like buying a Maserati off of eBay. He'd be like, no, babe, look look at the – look at he's 100%. He has 100% rating on eBay. Then you look and he only has two reviews. I actually had a troop that bought a car off eBay. Uh, they sent him the address, and it was a, a blockbuster. Whoo, boy, was he mad. That was the worst $2,000 he ever spent. Coming in at number three, straight out of the fantasy casket, A.J. Green. Los Angeles, California, October the 3rd. SoFi Stadium. Once again, we'll rock. Oh, it will. Maybe the October 3rd massacre. Sean McVay, Jalen Ramsey, step into the ring against my AJ Green, DeAndre Stickham Hands Hopkins. I know what you're thinking. This is going to be easy. No. They'll work together like a fine clock. Oh, yes, they will. The skies that cover LA will now grow dark. 
so does the shining light that has been the career of Jalen Ramsey. That's my best Paul Bearer slash Undertaker uh, impersonation. Shout out to all my people who watched the WWF in the 90s. Uh, AJ Green, 15% on. Went uh, 5 for 112 and a... No, no touchdown. 5 for 112. Uh, but he's playing on 80% of the snaps. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins played on 88%. He's a little hobbled with the rib injury. They're going against the Rams. So you figure DeAndre Hopkins is still going to be guarded by Ramsey. So I don't even know if you can start him because the barometer of, of picking a guy up is if they have two back-to-back good games. And he has. So you got to beat everybody to the punch. But I would just put him on my team and wait and see. I'm not – I don't want to believe in him considering what he looked like last season. I thought he was washed. But monitor the situation. Let's see what happens. All right, the number one DST to add is the Tennessee Titans. I know you're going to look at, at the stats and say, hold on. These guys average two points a game. They're playing the Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets. Then they play Jacksonville back-to-back. So you'll be able to play them for two whole weeks. All right, the honorable mentions for the wave of wire have to go to Alexander Madison, 69% on. He's still lingering on your wave of wire, especially if you're the cook owner. Uh, you have to go get him as your handcuff. I don't handcuff. I didn't do it while I was single. I do it while I'm married. I'll be here all week. But anyway, Cordero Patterson. Uh, he started to be picked up and owned, as well as Derek Carr. Go get these guys. If you made it this far, I want to thank you for being a part of the Fantasy Fixers family. Hit the subscribe button. Add the Fantasy Fixers on Facebook. I have the quickest news in the business. Adam Schefter texts me when he wants to find out what news is going on in the NFL. Uh, There's another one in the books. Let's get it.